The content of this recording is copyrighted by Sandler Systems, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. Hey, everyone. Hope you're all doing well. Glenn Matson here, ready to dive into the topic of KPIs, really the heartbeat of success in any venture, setting and tracking goals. Today, we're going to break it down in simple terms, and I've got some really good insights and hopefully some juicy facts to help you out. You know, it's the story where you have something you want to do. It could be long-term, could be short-term, but you have a an objective, you have a plan. You break those plans down, and as you start to work towards the goal, you find yourself not necessarily on pace to where you were hoping to be. But you say to yourself, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, you got plenty of time to make it up. And then all of a sudden, the 11th hour, you're doing everything humanly possible to get it done. Heck, if you look at most salespeople, they will procrastinate. They won't do what is necessary every day to fill their funnel. So what happens over time is that many will be running towards the end zone or end line at the end of their fiscal year. Now, some do it each quarter, but most everyone does it at the end of the year. So last two months or so at the end of the year is when a lot of people will put a lot of time and energy in to get their quota, to hit their numbers. So I want to talk to you about why setting goals is like, I don't know, sales on a ship, right? I mean, you've ever heard of a KPI? A KPI stands for Key Performance Indicators, right? All these buzzwords that people use, you can figure out what the heck they're talking about. A KPI is, is really the North Star, right? And you're in the middle of the ocean. It stars everywhere from sea to sea, horizon, left to right. It's just unbelievable. But your KPIs, your North Stars. They're the ones that will help you understand where you're going and you're on track. Studies are going to show you that companies with clearly defined goals that are based on KPIs are 10 times more likely to succeed. Do you hear what I just said? 10 times more likely to succeed because they have KPIs. That's not an advantage. <laughs> That's a game changer. 10 times. So I want to share with you a little information about what a KPI is, how we do it, what does it look like, et cetera, okay? Because again, studies are going to show you that really companies and individuals that live by KPIs, live by this process I'm going to share with you, they're not a little more likely to. They're not a bit more likely to, but it's a whopping 90% more likely to achieve success and those that don't have KPIs. So hopefully just those few statistics are going to share with you that you are crazy if you don't take some time and really put together a powerful GPS in place. It's not about navigating blindly. It's not about saying, I want to do X and then have no plan on getting there. It's not smart, right? Now, I want to give you a guide to help you understand where you are, where you're going, and what do you need to do to make sure you're getting there. It's a proven strategy that regardless if you're a huge company, small companies, it works and it works really well. So let me dump into and dive really deep into this, I don't know, treasure trust of, of, of goal setting tools and processes that I want to share with you. So KPI, as we talked about, is a key performance indicator. Now, the key performance indicator really does three things for you and your organization. Uh, I'm going to tell you up front, I'm very biased on KPIs. And the reason I'm biased on KPIs is one of the reasons I'm sharing with you in this outline today. If you understand what a KPI is, it basically is the roadmap. It's your ways. It's your 
GPS, if you want that, that's basically going to get you from where you are right now to where you want to be with regards to your goals. So if you really want to get there and you really want to have what those goals are, you know, it's not giving it verbal commitment, but you're actually going to put something behind it. Remember, action always breaks paralysis. Got to make sure that we put in some KPIs. So let me run you through a few things that I think are important when we're setting up KPIs, you understand what they are and how to do it, why we do it, and then give you some tips. Okay. Now, remember, whatever gets measured gets managed. Make sure you write that down someplace. Whatever you manage, whatever you measure, okay, making sure that you measure it. When you measure something, it gets managed. So let's take a look at how and what structure we can put in place for KPIs. Here are three things that I think KPIs do for you. I'm sure there's more, but from a big picture standpoint, here are the three. The first one is it provides targets for teams and individuals to shoot for. It gives us a place, a destination to go towards. It also clearly outlines milestones on the way to the end result. The third thing is KPIs give you insights into really the people, the process, what's working, what's not working. So it gives us an idea of where we're all going, so we're pointing in the right direction. It gives us great insights into where we should be within terms of progress, make sure we're in the same page, same location. In addition to that, it gives us insights into the people we have. Are they following it? Are they doing it? Do they have the skills for it? Is it bravery issues? Do we have the right process in place? So KPIs truly help you improve what you have in place. And it does it in a fantastic way. Again, you got to be somewhat objective about it. So let's talk about the two different types of KPIs. You have a leading indicator and a lagging indicator. Make it really super simple. A leading indicator, some would say, is it's the progress towards the end result. The easiest way I look at it is your leading indicator is behavior. I dial a phone 15 times. I have to ask for five referrals. So those are leading now, the lagging indicators are the results. How successful were you? What was the results or the outcomes? So you could have a leading indicator says, I have to dial the phone 20 times, ask for three referrals, for instance. Your lagging indicator could be the fact that you have to close X amount of dollars at the end of the week. Some people may have a leading indicator by the number of appointments you need to have per week. So leading, I always look at it, make it easy. Leading is the behavior or the actions you have to take to achieve the lagging indicators. Lagging indicators are your results. One begets the next. So you have to realize both are important. By just tracking lagging indicators, just by saying I want to make X amount of dollars next year, just by saying I want to lose X weight doesn't mean anything. Got to have a plan. Got to have a behavioral plan in place that says these are the actions I'm going to do to get there. That's why most people don't hit their goals. They just throw a number out there and they have no plan, no behavior-based plan to get there. So think about it for a second. You're going to have leading and lagging indicators that are going to be broken down by a year, a quarter, by a month, by a week, by a day. So that by having these leading and lagging indicators, you got to realize one gets the other, right? Your, your leading indicators create your lagging indicators. So if you don't do your leading indicators, good luck on your lagging indicators. Do you realize that half the time that we're out there and we're coaching people and you know we're coaching high executives, high-end producers, business owners, firm leaders, et cetera, and 
one of the things that, that we pride ourselves on is we have an exceedingly high success ratio on our clients achieving their objectives. One of the reasons for that is we do something which is we call a cookbook, which just basically transforms personal goals into daily behaviors. So if you really want the goals, why would you procrastinate the behaviors? If you really want the goals and it hurts, it's uncomfortable, still going to get through it all because you want the result. So imagine every day if you knew you had to do, for instance, 10 dials a day, 50 a week, 200 a month. If you did that over a year, you know you'd make $120,000. Yet many of us know if we dial that phone, we'll get in front of enough people to make the money. But the conviction that you want the money means you have to have the conviction to do the behavior. You can't have one without the other. See, one without the other is wanting it, but not willing to put in the work to get it. That's called hoping. So I really, really like leading and lighting indicators. So we're going to talk a second about a scorecards, but I want to give you an idea of what these do for you if you really think about it. You can't just say in anything, I want to gain five pounds, right? I want to, I want to reduce my, my weight by five pounds. Maybe you want to gain by five pounds. Maybe you want to run faster or run five miles. Well, you have to have a plan in place. So what's the behavior you have to do to get to that five-mile marker? Don't get there. So some of the things that I find that KPIs do for you are the following. Number one, it gives you really objective evidence on how you're doing. I can't tell you how many people sit in a room, they'll make a commitment and say, yeah, this really makes sense. Yeah, let's do it. And they don't do a darn thing to get it done. You know, So you got to really have an objective stance on this and looking at it. And it's amazing the amount of details that you can get. So the first thing is it's really objective in terms of the evidence. You did the lagging. Did you get the, right? Did you, did you do the things you should have been doing from a leading standpoint? Did you get the lagging standpoints, et cetera? Next thing is, did you, did you really measure the right stuff to make better decisions? Sometimes I find people will do KPIs and they're really on the wrong stuff. So make sure that what you're measuring is to help you make better decisions. Third one is, I find KPIs really point towards the company's priorities. The company's priorities is growth and your leading and lagging indicators are going to go towards that growth area. Maybe it's attained, maybe it's expanding the current clients, attaining new clients, but there's leading and lagging indicators for sure. And they all point towards the organization's priorities. The other thing that APIs do is really track how performance has changed or not. There's plenty of times I'll be working with the business owner and he'll ask me or one of my team members to go work with my manager, go work with one of my people. And when we start taking a look at what the goals are, they put together their leading, lagging indicators, their behavioral plan. And within a week, maybe sometimes 10 10 days, three weeks, the max, we start taking a look at the performance to say to ourselves, if we don't have a bravery issue, and a bravery issue is, is why you would may have some inconsistency with your leading ad, uh, leading uh, KPIs. But if we can really look at it objectively, we can track how performance has changed and or not. So when you're taking a look at, for instance, I have a client and 
as we were looking at the KPIs that he put in place, there was really little commitment on his part to follow them up, but it was part of a team. There were six people in the room and they all made the same commitments. So he went along with it, but he had not the commitment to do it, which means he had leading indicators, but he didn't have the commitment to do the activities. I also find that KPIs really point to the things that matter. Is it efficiency? Is it compliance? Is it effectiveness? Is it your average case size? Is your shortening up your cycle? It's onboarding quicker, quicker, excuse me. So what are the things that you're looking to really improve on? So it's objective. It measures the right stuff. It makes sure that the organization's all pointing in the right direction. This is the one I love the most, right? It tracks how performance is doing and what needs to change. So in my world, when I help people hit certain objectives, that, you know, like for instance, some companies have something called a million in a million. And that means that there's two different types of product lines and, and I can hit, uh, in essence, a, a million dollars in each one. And it's very rare. Not many people can do one, never mind two. So those individuals always want to have the results, which is the lagging indicators. But one of the sweet spots that we have is, is we help those individuals achieve those objectives because we put together a behavioral plan. Behavioral plan is really focused in on the leading indicators. Yes, we're tracking the lagging indicators for sure. but you have to be ferocious with zero, zero excuses on why you're not doing your behavior. And some businesses, man, it's really hard to make up a month if you miss one week, never mind two weeks of behavior. And then how hard it is to make up a quarter if you missed a month. And even more difficult for many people is to make up a year if you miss a quarter or even a month. So consistency is key. So the thing I want to share with you now is Scorecard. I love scorecard. Scorecard is in essence what you what your leading indicators are and what your lagging indicators are. It is your GPS. You're driving down the road, the road. The GPS comes up and says there's an accident on 95. Take this exit. You'll save 35 minutes. We all say absolutely we're taking that off. May also tell you that coming up, there's a lot of red and it's going to be a 15 minute delay. The scorecard tells you if you're making progress, not making progress, and why. So the scorecard, I did mine every day. And you know, some days it wasn't exciting because you weren't doing what you should have been doing. That's a choice. So you can't feel bad about it. You made the choice not to do it. So you got to own it. The scorecard's amazing. The scorecard also tells you when you're doing it right. And when you do it right, you do the behaviors over and over and over again, you start to see the results. That's when the connection happens. Like, oh my gosh, I can control at a certain level, the lagging indicators. I can control lagging indicators by controlling my leading indicators. So I really want you to think about a scorecard as it's almost like a superpower, right? Studies have delved into the power of scorecards. And they're going to tell you that the individuals who religiously use scorecards, they're not just a little more successful. They're not a little more efficient and effective. No, they're 25. 5% more likely to achieve their goals. That's not a little boost team. Come on, man. You're talking about 25% more likely to hit their goals if they just put them down in terms of daily scorecards every day, right? I always tell people, when you're in bed and you're about to get out of bed and you're about to take your feet off the bed and hit them onto your, your, your bedroom floor, you should know right when your feet hit the floor exactly what you need to do that day. Behaviors, results, et cetera exactly what you need to do that day to achieve your leading and lagging indicators. At the end of the day, you go to bed, 
You put your feet from the floor back onto your bed. And at that point, you should look up at your ceiling and say, I did it. I did my leading and I did my lagging, right? I don't want you to think it's a chore. It's not a scorecard that's used to beat you up. It's not a scorecard to say that, you know, you're not doing a good job. If that's the case, change your goals. The daily scorecard is actually a hell of a motivating tool. It gives you a clear view of the progress you're making. So I personally love scorecards. Teams do them. Individuals do them. I'm on my team, clients do them. So just think for a second that every action you take through the day, every choice that you're making, every behavior that you do is like a perfectly placed puzzle. And it's contributing to the larger picture of your success. So... <laughs> Look, you know, I love Harvard Business Review. And here's a study inside a Harvard Business Review. Some are going to say it's a modest improvement. I don't think it is. But the individuals and companies that align daily activities with their goals, daily activities with their goals, 115% more likely to succeed. We're not talking like a little bit. We're not talking 50%. Hundred and fifteen percent. That's not a, stat a statistic, man. That's staggering. So, if you really want to achieve something, it doesn't make a difference if my wife is going to run in a marathon. She's got to break those twenty-six miles down. How many she has to run per day? She does it for six months. She takes the time, the distance, the time she has to prepare. She breaks it all down to know what she has to run per day what she has to do from a balance standpoint, eating standpoint. And that way you're always on the same page. So by the time it gets to game time, her marathon, she is fully prepared for that. How many of you, if you know what you want to do at the end of the year, you break it down by six months, by three months, right? Quarters. Then you're going to bring it down by months. Then you're going to bring it down by weeks. Then you're going to bring it down by days. You do your day, you hit your week, you hit your week, you hit your month, you hit your month, you hit your quarter. So Having making sure that you're having a scorecard or a report card or whatever term you want to use is not meant to be an authoritative based scenario. It's really meant to be is, hey, man, if you want to get there, you want to get those results. These are the behaviors you have to do to get there and track both of them. Track your behavior, which is leading, and then track your lagging, which is the results. And anyone who runs a business or manages people, if you only run your business on lagging indicators, shame on you. Remember, lagging is the results. I want X by this time, and then you leave. Never rely on your team to figure out how they're going to get to the grocery store. Help them. That's part of the KPI. So that if we have a year-long process, I remember you know, my mentor, Mark, um, I had daily goals. I had weekly goals. I had monthly goals. I had a document every day that I would have written down what my goals were, and I had to go into a scorecard. I had a monthly thermometer on a flip chart because I'm a visual person. So we have something called circle squares and triangles. It's a visual representation of what something may mean. So when I first got started, the circle was a small deal. Square was a medium and then the triangle was large. I knew how many circles I had to do per month, how many squares I had to do per month, and how many triangles I had to do per month to hit my goal. I also know what the behavior is I had to do to get a circle versus a square or a triangle. So I had my behaviors broken down for the types of clients I wanted to go after, and I was scoring them. And... When you do your behavior, man, it's it's pretty cool to see the grind that you do, the time that you spend, the sacrifice that you're making to get better. You see the results. You see the work, then you see the results. It's pretty awesome. But I remember, you know, pretty much every day, Mark would walk in 
pop into my office and say, how are you coming along with your pay time and no pay time? He'd also come in and say, hey, how are you coming along with this stuff you got to get done today, your behaviors? Now, Mark had a three by five card on his computer. He put the same one on my computer and it had seven numbers on it. And those seven numbers were my leading and lagging indicators. He knew what they were. I knew what they were. As a matter of fact, he called my wife when we first got married and told her what they were too. So she knew every time when I came home from work, I better have gotten two new appointments in the book. I better have made X amount of dials, asked X amount of referrals, all the leading and lagging indicators. So when you really look at color coding your, excuse me, the KPIs, KPIs are just amazing. Because I'm going to talk about color coding your calendar in a second in our next podcast, because that goes right and along with your KPIs. If you want an ideal work week, you want to understand how to achieve your goals, you should know how many first appointments you need to have, how many second appointments you need to have, how many recruiting calls you need to have. It's pure math. That math needs to be broken down to results and behavior. And that's what your KPIs are. And the next one we're going to talk about is how to take those KPIs and convert them into colors. So you have a color-coded calendar and you're going to be shocked on how more successful you can be and how more powerful it is with a lot less energy if you color code your calendars. So when we really look at what we're doing with regards to these KPIs, I just want you to have the process and the mindset that if you make a goal, it's just not about the end result. It's about where do you need to be in certain checkpoints to make sure that you're on track. Or if you're not on track, what do you have to do from a pivot standpoint to get on track? So daily scorecards, 25% increase. The individuals that align their behaviors with the results, 115% more successful. The numbers don't lie, team. They're all there. So as we wrap up this exploration into the world of goal setting and tracking goals, remember, it's not about setting goals just for the sake of doing it. It's about setting the right goals and then putting the right plan in place with your KPIs. Track them. Track your KPIs with tools in your daily scorecard. Success is not random, team. It's a destination and it's a journey that takes time. See you next time in the Building Blocks of Success. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson.